welcome you aboard to State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information and also gambling information in other sports during the NFL offseason. But before we move on to other things, me, Jason Gotch, he's John Spataro, my co-host as always. It's time to look back on the 2020 NFL campaign and more specifically Super Bowl 55, John Hat tip to you, hat tip to me. We both called the Buccaneers plus the three points on last week's program. Uh, the Bucks and Tom Brady, who was the Super Bowl MVP, win at 31-9 over the Kansas City Chiefs. And Tom Brady, the only player in NFL history to win seven Super Bowls. In fact, an interesting stat about Brady. The 43-year-old has won more Super Bowls than any NFL franchise. Brady's got seven. Uh, the Patriots and Belichick, who have egg on their face right now, letting Brady walk during the offseason, they have six. And, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers have six as well. So if there was any doubt coming into this Super Bowl, if Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time or probably the greatest player in NFL history of all time, a lot of those questions, I think, were answered this time around. Now Tom has two Super Bowl franchises uh, that he's quarterback to the championship, the Lombardi Trophy, the Buccaneers and the Patriots six times. So, John, give us your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, it was not the entertaining game that many people thought it would be because, let's face it, the Buccaneers dominated on both sides of the football in Super Bowl 55. Yeah, that's about the only thing I got wrong on this game was that it was going to be entertaining, high-flying, a lot of passing, a lot of offense. And there was a lot of passing yards in this game, but overall, just another stinker of a Super Bowl. I don't know if we just maybe give these teams too much time to plan for one another, and they're just so tied in that it's just not a bunch of big plays like you would expect it to be, or there's just less to confuse your opponent when you have two full weeks to prepare for only one single team. So maybe that needs to be looked at, but I can go back now to last year's Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chiefs. That one kind of stunk. This one had a little bit going on. I mean, certainly the Brady story dominates the conversation and everything you just said, Jason, is absolutely true. I do think he is the greatest quarterback of all time at this point. I was not at that point when he was with the Patriots, but I think that was some residual effect from how I feel about Patriots fans and deflate gate and all that stuff in general. There was just so much noise surrounding Brady. Now that he's separate, now that he's off on his own and he's still the best quarterback in the NFL when it comes to winning Super Bowls like that. I just can't say anything against him. It's just an incredible accomplishment for Brady. And I'm so glad, like I said last week, that I did not uh, resist the urge to take the points when Tom Brady was in a Super Bowl. How wild is that looking back on it that we even doubted for a second that Tom Brady was not going to be able to get it done while he was an underdog. No disrespect to Patrick Mahomes, but he didn't show up the way that he needed to uh, to win that game. And, and I guess the changing of the guard will have to wait in the NFL because Brady does not seem to be going anywhere. So he says he's coming back for one more season. We'll see if he gets one more Super Bowl. But really, just credit to the Bucks, top to bottom. Credit to Coach Bruce Arians. I mean, he was bouncing around the NFL for a while after he left the Arizona Cardinals, lands in Tampa, gets with Tom Brady, and wins a Super Bowl. I believe the oldest coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl. So congrats to him. Uh, I, I was enjoying that game from a, a storyline standpoint. The on-field action left a little bit to be desired. But just like you said, Jason, after all this is said and done I think we will look on uh, Tom Brady in his own wing in Canton he will not even belong with any other quarterback individual quarterback uh, in the history of the game he's got more 
Super Bowls than franchises at this point uh, than other franchises do at this point. So it's just uh, remarkable. And he continues to add to that legacy. I expect him to have another great year next year. It can always, you know, change. We could always see a decline happen pretty quickly when you're above 40. Uh, but for Brady, until he starts to show any signs of wear and tear, I'm not going to believe it. What a year from Tom. Yeah, certainly. Tom Brady is the only quarterback 40 years or older to start a Super Bowl. And now Tom Brady has won uh, three Super Bowls in the span of being 40 or older. So it's remarkable what he was able to do. Well-earned Super Bowl MVP award, 201 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 21 of 29 uh, through the air. Uh, Leonard Fournette, who was my pick, long shot pick for the MVP award of the Super Bowl, 41, did not win it, but he had a great game as well. 16 carries, 89 yards. Uh, Tom Brady, when it came down to it, who does he trust? The guy he won all those Super Bowls with so many of them, not all of them, but many Super Bowls uh, with the New England Patriots. Rob Gronkowski, six catches for 67 yards uh, and two touchdowns. So uh, Brady to Gronk, the most prolific uh, passing and catching uh, playoff history uh, as far as touchdowns go, quarterback to any receiver or tight end. Uh, they continue to build on their legacy. But I think one thing, John, that may have been overlooked here because everybody's talking about Brady, everybody's talking about Gronkowski, uh, we know the Tampa defense played well, but you could have made a real good argument that the front seven for Tampa Bay could have, uh, they, you could have put all seven of those guys as the Super Bowl MVP and not put Tom Brady there, and I don't think they would have necessarily made the wrong choice. Obviously, Brady was a worthy choice as well, and I can't argue with that. I mean, but Devin White had 12 tackles in the Super Bowl, and Dominick Sue looked like he hit the fountain of youth. He had a sack and a half in the game. It seemed like every time I was watching it on TV, Shaq Barrett was in the face or had Patrick Mahomes wrapped up. He was all over the field as well. Uh, so you, you look at what this – team was able to do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they dominated offensively the Chiefs defense uh their defense Tampa Bay's absolutely dominated uh Kansas City and the, the Chiefs offensive line was exposed if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan and you're looking forward to the years uh to come and even next year you've got to get that leaky offensive line fixed and it's a little bit hidden for the Chiefs because they they are now one and one in the last two Super Bowls. But you go back to that Super Bowl last year against the 49ers. People will look back a generation from now. They'll be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, one of the greats, 31-20. They beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Well, if you remember that game, the 49ers actually led that game 20-10 to after three quarters, and it looked like a Niners domination. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs outscored the Niners in Super Bowl 54, 21-0, and they outscored them in Super Bowl 54, 7-3 over the 49ers. And my point for bringing this up is Kansas City has played eight quarters of Super Bowl football, and in six of them they have stunk. In one they've pretty much played even, and one they were really good. So one good quarter of eight is the reason the the, 40, uh, the, uh, the Chiefs even have one Super Bowl title. If the Niners wouldn't have collapsed last year, uh, the Chiefs would be 0-2 in the last couple of Super Bowls, and they'd be on the verge of, you know, halfway to being what the Buffalo Bills were in the early 1990s. And, John, I think you said it really well, too, uh, about Bruce Arians. I mean, Bruce Arians is 68 years old. He did not get a head coaching job in the NFL until he was 60 years old. Uh, he had retired after the Arizona time. He came back to coach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's the second oldest coach ever to coach in a Super Bowl behind only ironically Marv Levy who uh, lost all those Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills a, a great team but just ran into some buzzsaw teams like the Cowboys and what was the Redskins franchise at the time and even the New York Giants but you go back and you you, you think about Bruce Arians I mean 
a great example of perseverance, uh, the fact that he didn't get a shot until he was 60. Most people are thinking about getting Social Security when they turn 60 or they're close to it. And here he is, uh, a Super Bowl champion for the first time, almost 70 years old. So kudos to Bruce Arians. And Tom Brady, look, 43 years old. I want to get your thoughts on this, John, here on State Lines because – a lot of people during the game were speculating. You know, you look at Twitter, you look at social media, and you see people, hey, is this it for Tom Brady? Is he going to do a Peyton Manning? Is he going to say, I won my last game? Is he going to go out on top? I mean, what could possibly top this? Leave the Patriots. Belichick misses the playoffs 7-9 and nine this year. He's leading his team in his first year in Tampa Bay to a Super Bowl championship. What more do you have to prove? And after the game, both Bruce Arians and Tom Brady emphatically said, nope, we're coming back next year. So uh, what do you think of Tom Brady at 43 years old? He'll be 44 in early August, uh, deciding, you know what, this isn't enough. Seven Super Bowl wins, 10 Super Bowl appearances, another MVP award, doing it with a second franchise. It's not enough for the guy who goes to bed at 8.30 every night, wakes up at 5.30 every morning, uh, is basically just as, about as disciplined a human being as you're ever going to find in the fact uh, his eating habits, his sleeping habits. Yeah, he had some fun at the Bucks Super Bowl party, but that's one time in a 365-day year after he wins a Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's as committed, I think, as any athlete we've ever seen to being the best, and uh, he continues to prove it almost on a yearly basis. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head at the end there with him being the most disciplined athlete we may ever see. And I saw a great tweet about Tom Brady and really kind of sums up how seriously he takes everything. Uh, if you remember a couple months back, it may have even been a year at this point, when Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, and Phil Mickelson were participating in a two-on-two -two golf match. It was on TV. It was kind of a in-the-middle-of-quarantine golf uh, celebration, if you will, for people to actually have some live sports to watch on TV. It was all in good fun, uh, but Tom Brady uh, was uh, reportedly, somebody tweeted out uh, that he was caught before that event happened so he had to go out and play 18 holes of golf after this but he was caught running wind sprints and doing a very strenuous workout in the parking lot of this country club where they were and it was raining and he was you know going full speed doing every single move like he was on an NFL field and he was training and somebody came up to him and said Tom what are you doing you got to go play golf in a little bit why are you warming up this intensely and his response was simply I'm trying to win a Super Bowl and I believe that that's how he attacks his life in every facet. I, I don't think that it's a coincidence that he's the only player, like you mentioned, that has started a Super Bowl after 40 and has now won three Super Bowls after the age of 40. And on top of that, he is the most serious person about his health, about his wellness, about what he eats, about when he sleeps, about what he sleeps in. Some of it, I'm sure, is a lot of marketing, and some of it, I'm sure, is you know the business of Tom Brady, if you will. But I do believe that he is just on another level when it comes to taking care of himself, and that's why he has this longevity. So, uh, yes, I, I do think that at some point he's going to have to hang him up. Uh, time comes for us all. It's not like he is uh, immortal. He's not going to be able to do this forever. But until he believes that he can't keep up this lifestyle uh, I don't think there's a reason for him to stop because like I said in the offseason people were so uh, you know doubting his ability to go to another team and succeed sure enough he comes out of nowhere with the Tampa Bay Bucks struggles a little bit at the beginning of the year but once he got a hold of that offense it was business as usual I mean it looked like it was the 2000s Patriots uh, at the high of this team uh, not absolutely uh, the, the 2019 Buccaneers who he inherited 
he completely changed that team around, and he deserves a ton of credit for that. So do I think that he will ride off into the sunset like Peyton Manning? Maybe one day, but I don't think it's really going to be anytime soon. And again, it's it's one low hit, or it's a big concussion, or it's a big uh, you know injury away from any NFL player and any professional athlete, for that matter, retiring not on their own terms. But I just think you can't ignore Tom Brady's maintenance of his body, of his mind, of his uh, just complete ownership of what he's trying to do because I think that's what fuels him. And all great athletes, you listen to people talk about how Michael Jordan operated, the way Tiger Woods operates on the golf course. They're just thinking differently than the rest of us. And you can have the body, you can have the skills, but if you don't have the mental discipline, if you are truly not a believer in what you're trying to do, uh, which is you know win Super Bowls after the age of 40, or if it's win uh, 18, 19 major golf tournaments, or you know go undefeated in the NBA Finals like Michael Jordan, uh, most people are never even going to come close. But I, I know this has turned into a love fest for Tom Brady, but I do think he deserves it. I never thought I would be at this point, to be honest. I had been a, a pretty much a apathetic when it comes to Tom Brady. I thought he was uh, just in a really good position in New England, but not anymore. I have to admit uh, th that when you win in multiple places like he did and the way that he does, um, it's absolutely a game changer. So con convince me, Brady, congratulations. I know you were, you know, in terms of motivation, you were dying for my endorsement, right? That's all you needed was John Spataro to say that you're the best quarterback <laughs> of all time, but you got it. Um, so maybe, you know, after this landmark moment in his career, he might think of hanging it up. Yeah, exactly. He was waiting for that, John. He was, when John Spataro on state line said, hey, you know what? He's the GOAT. Guess what? Tom's like, I'm done. That's all I needed. That's the one guy I needed to uh, endorse my career. But in reality, it also, I, I think it shows in the NFL, we've always talked about the franchise quarterback and how you need that to win a championship. And uh, you're seeing that more and more every year. It's a completely different era. This isn't the 70s uh, when the Pittsburgh Steelers were running the ball with Franco Harris or even the 80s when it was a run-first league even though you had Montana and Rice and uh, some uh, great uh, quarterback-to-receiver combinations there, too. But you, you think about Bill Belichick, 7-9 uh, and nine this year, not making the playoffs, all kind of quarterback issues. I think uh, this really elevates the stock of Tom Brady. And not to say that Bill Belichick's a bad coach, because he's still a very good coach. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, where's Bill Belichick in his career without Tom Brady? I, I think that's a fair question to ask because, uh, look, Bill Belichick didn't have success with the Cleveland Browns. He didn't have success before Tom Brady. A very limited time in New England before Tom Brady. But he didn't have success the, the year Brady left. So, it, you look at it and you say, yeah, you want Belichick coaching your team. But if you had to pick one in that hypothetical world, would you have rather had Tom Brady co uh, playing quarterback for you or Bill Belichick coaching for you? You could only pick one. I, I think the answer is easy. Uh, you take Tom Brady uh, as your quarterback and you roll the dice with the coach. Nothing against Bruce Arians. He's a good coach, but uh, he's now a Super Bowl champion. And uh, the biggest reason why, yeah, the defense was great. Like I said, Leonard Fournette ran the ball well. The game plan was good. But the biggest reason why is Tom Brady. The Buccaneers didn't make the playoffs last year without Tom Brady. One year later, they did add some reinforcements, but they had Chris Godwin last year. Uh, they had Mike Evans last year. They didn't have Leonard Fournette, but they still had some, some pretty explosive people uh, on the offensive side of the ball at the skill positions. They just didn't have the quarterback. You get the quarterback in Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, and now you're a Super Bowl champion. And also, uh, the age thing with Tom Brady, if you're thinking about other sports, uh, Tom Brady at 43 years old. Now, football's a different game, but remember, Brady's been protected well during his career. He hasn't taken a lot of hits like Brett Favre in his prime or, or some quarterbacks who like to run with reckless abandon. But the way Brady takes care of himself, I, I think the, the thing to think about here is real age. I mean, Tom Brady might be 43 on the calendar, 
But if you look at real age, that's a, a trendy thing to look at, how people eat, how they live their life, how they exercise, how they sleep. I, we've never seen anything on that definitively, but my guess would be Tom Brady is probably somewhere in his early to mid-30s. He, he's, he's living his life in a, in a way where he didn't in his early 20s. I, I saw a story leading up to the Super Bowl where uh, before the first Super Bowl, Brady won with the Patriots in the early 2000s against the Rams. His pregame meal was nachos. And I think he had soda, too. And now it's like you know, kale and all the healthy stuff that you eat. So I, I, he's obviously beating Father Time. As John said, nobody beats him eventually. Eventually, Father Time always wins. But Brady's holding Father Time off at will, so there's no reason to think he can't do this like he originally hoped until he's age 45 or beyond. And if you're looking at another athlete to keep an eye on as far as from yesteryear with Tom Brady, think about Gordy Howe from the National Hockey League, one of the great players of all time. Check this out. Gordy Howe was 51 years old in the 1979-1980 hockey season playing for the Hartford Whalers in the NHL. Of course, they no longer exist. He's playing for the Whalers. He had 15 goals and 26 assists in his 51-year-old year playing for the then Hartford Whalers, who I believe are now the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL. So you look at that and you say, my goodness, who would have thought? I mean, the NHL is a different sport because – you know, you're playing 30 or 45 second shifts, but think about that. Gordy Howe at 41 points at 51 years old. Remarkable. Uh, will Tom Brady get to 51 years old? Probably not. But in football terms, if he can do what he, he's doing right now at 44, 45, 46, that's probably the equivalent of what Howe did in the NHL because it's a different sport when he was 51 years old. So, yeah, hat tip to Tom Brady. Can't say enough good things about him. Now, John, real quick, before we, we take a little bit of a break here and we get to some of the, the fun odds for next season that are already out for the NFL, we got to talk about the Chiefs a little bit because that, that was a an extremely disappointing performance. Patrick Mahomes, numbers-wise, when you look at what he 270 yards passing, 26 of 49, two interceptions, took three sacks. I don't think those numbers are indicative of how poorly Mahomes played. And the big reason why was the offensive line for Kansas City was just absolutely dominated. So for Chiefs fans listening to our program here on State Lines, he's John Spataro, I'm Jason Gotch. Uh, that offensive line's got to get fixed in the offseason. I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. If you can't protect him against a team like Tampa Bay or a team with a good defense, uh, the Chiefs were 14-2 and this year in the regular season, and they made it to the Super Bowl again. They got a scare from the Browns in the divisional round of the playoffs. But you know teams next year are going to be looking exactly at that game tape, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, how they pressured Patrick Mahomes, put pressure on that Chiefs offensive line. And if they want to get to a third Super Bowl, consecutively and win a second in three years. I think number one priority for the Chiefs offensive line this offseason. Yeah, how could you not uh, address that? And uh, if you remember last week, I threw out Jason Pierre-Paul as a fringe MVP candidate. And you mentioned just a little bit ago, Jason, that it, it's possible that the, that entire front seven of the Buccaneers could have gotten the MVP award because they were just absolutely tenacious getting towards Patrick Mahomes, frustrating him, making him roll out of the pocket. And, and apparently Mahomes was dealing with a pretty serious case of turf toe, which, you know, it's always uh, more serious when you lose. Uh, and and it's, uh, I'm not saying he's making excuses, but it's always a bigger story uh, when you're not playing at, up to your expected level uh, and you have a lagging or a nagging injury that uh, it was affecting you more than maybe people realize. So I'll, I'll give him that, and I'll give him the fact that uh, he did not have a lot of time to throw the ball. But you're absolutely right. I mean, I said this earlier. It was supposed to be the changing of the guard. It was out with the old and with the new. Tom Brady, you had a great year, but it's Patrick Mahomes' league now. And uh, for 99% of the regular season games, 
that uh, Mahomes has played in, it does feel like his league. It, and even the playoffs, for that matter, it does feel like he's the best quarterback around. But like you mentioned, when he gets to the Super Bowl, he just has a, a little bit of trouble getting around, um, you know, uh, to the to the end zone. It, it has to be that simple. It's, he's just not putting enough points on the board to compete with other great quarterbacks and other uh, good offense. It, it, it's just something that he needs to work on. So as much as I, I don't want to overreact to this, um, you're starting to build a little bit of a track record when you've played in two consecutive Super Bowls. You're one and one. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, Jason, six quarters worth of uh, this these Super Bowl games you've played in have been underwhelming from the offensive side of the ball. So uh, really just kudos to the defense of the Buccaneers. I think that they were just playing out of their minds that game. Um, they had quarterbacks, uh, excuse me, they had linebackers playing like cornerbacks, uh, just covering everybody all over that field. They completely shut down Tyreek Hill. Uh, they contained Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, to only a few uh, meaningless yards. He really wasn't the factor that, say, Rob Gronkowski was in that game. And the running game never really got going either. So really a, a, a all-hands-on-deck approach from the Bucks defense. But you're absolutely right. If this trend continues for Mahomes, um, he might start to slip. And dare I say this, uh, it, it would be a nice place to slip because you would be slipping into the uh, defending NFL MVP territory. But he might start to get to Rodgers' territory, where he's an absolutely fantastic quarterback in the regular season, uh, sets records uh, with what he does throwing the ball. Uh, in the regular season but when it comes to the playoffs he's having trouble winning the big games all that being said they have the same amount of Super Bowls do Rodgers and Mahomes and it's taken uh, Mahomes less uh, opportunities meaning less seasons in the league to get there so there's still a lot of football to be played in Patrick's career I really do expect him um, to play in a lot more Super Bowls it's it's really that simple I think he will continue to get deep into the AFC playoffs every year if not representing the AFC in the Super Bowl so we'll see but in a small sample size which you know we're, we're pretty much getting paid to analyze on this show it did not look good for Mahomes and his legacy in the short term here with his performance in that Super Bowl yeah certainly a struggle for Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl 55 no doubt about that uh, let's take a quick break here on State Lines he's John Spataro I'm Jason Gotch when we come back let's look ahead at some NFL 2021 season futures it's never too early to do it we're going to do it right after this it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right, all it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Download the Draft DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app and use code ILSports to get your shot to turn $1 into $100. That's code ILSports for new customers. Only at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Illinois only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. We welcome you back here on State Lines where you get the best pro football gambling information. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. Like I said, right before the break, it is never too early 
to look at NFL season futures. And here we are only a few days after the end of the NFL season, Super Bowl 55, where the Buccaneers dominate the Chiefs 31 to 9. We've got futures on the board. But before we do that, I got to give a big shout out to the National Football League because there were a lot of doubters out there who said it was wrong. It was never going to happen. You could not play the 2021 and or the 2020 NFL season. And guess what happened? The NFL played every single game in 2020. They did not miss a regular season game. They did not miss a playoff game. Yeah, some games were juggled around. They were pushed back because of the coronavirus. The NFL did it in a responsible manner. So kudos to the NFL because uh, 2020 was a tough year for many people for many different reasons. Uh, a lot of it having to do with the coronavirus, but that being a you know a snowball effect, people losing their jobs, uh, people having financial stress. So to have some type of distraction out there for sports fans like the National Football League on a weekly basis, I think that was good for morale here in the country. So kudos to the NFL for not believing in the, the doomsday scenario that many people put out there. The NFL did it in a responsible manner, and they were able to accomplish what many thought was impossible, completing the 2020 season, including Super Bowl 55 here in early 2021. Now, thinking that the, hopefully things will be better with the vaccine in the country going forward, hopefully we'll get even more normalcy here uh, later in the calendar year. So why not look ahead to the NFL season in 2021? And uh, let's preface this by saying that there's still a lot of things that have to happen with the new league year coming up in early March. There's all kinds of quarterbacks on the market. You hear things about Deshaun Watson. Will he be traded by the Texans? Uh, Carson Wentz looks like he is going to be moved by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you have quarterbacks in flux. You have the draft coming up uh, in the spring. So there's a lot that's going to change here, but you can still look at some of the teams and realize that no matter what happens, they're probably going to be pretty good, and some other ones probably not so good. They're rebuilding it fast. So, uh, John, let's look a little bit at the uh, NFC coming up here in 2021. Some of the odds I've got here. The Packers are are 5 to 1 to win the NFC. The Bucks are 4 to 1. The Saints are 7 to 1. The Rams are 7 and a half to 1. The Niners are 8 to 1. The Seahawks are 10 to 1. Then you get some long shots after that. Uh the Bears if you're wondering are 25 to 1 to win the NFC along with the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys and Arizona Cardinals at 15 to 1. So uh, you got some long shots. The Detroit Lions and Jared Goff are the longest shot at uh, 50 to one right now uh, to win the NFC. So, from what you saw this past year, understanding that we're way early here, as I said already, this segment, John. Uh, what do you think of the NFC in, in 2021? Are you on the Bucks bandwagon again, or are you a believer that it's real tough to repeat not only as Super Bowl champs but also as conference champions? Well, I would just warn the listeners that whenever you're dealing with long shot futures bets like this, anytime World Series or Super Bowl or Stanley Cup odds come out right after the end of the season, uh, it's really just a race to try and, and build off some of the excitement from the past season. So last year, you could have got a lot better odds on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. This year, uh, like you mentioned, Jason, not so much. It's not so much of a surprise to the bookmakers that Tom Brady's going to be uh, performing at a high level. So uh, take this with all a grain of salt, you know, unless you're really, really in, onto something and you think you got somebody far down that list, I would always try and uh, let your emotions uh, sit aside for a second and just try to look at this pragmatically and and, and realize that uh, they're long shots, and, and that's exactly what they are. You really don't know, like you said, who's going to draft who, who's going to sign who, but if I was listening to any team you just said right there, I think the one that piqued my interest the most is the LA Rams. I mean, at 7-1, at to one, I think is what you mentioned. Uh, look at what they've done already. They added Matthew 
Matthew Stafford, you probably could have got a, a little bit better odds before they made that deal. But we just saw a team like the Buccaneers, uh, who had a pretty good defense. I think the Rams have even a better defense than the Buccaneers. Uh, added a, an aging quarterback who, uh, you know, I'm not saying Matthew Stafford is anywhere near Tom Brady, but he is definitely better than Jared Goff. And I think that's a huge upgrade for that offense and that team who made it to the playoffs this year ousted the division rival Seahawks in the first round and then just couldn't really get going with Jared Goff and you know uh, I, I don't even remember the guy's name now who started that game against the Seahawks it was John kind of, Wofford John, John Wofford how could I forget I mean he's just such a, a high profile NFL quarterback that's what we were uh, reserved to uh, this season with some of the injuries and moving parts there were so many guys getting shots but yeah I mean Matthew Stafford has to be better than those guys right and you got to think that Sean McVay being who he is and He's a pretty offensive guy and, you know, likes to move the ball around the field. You get a little bit more action from Matthew Stafford throwing the ball, got a big arm, deep balls. Um, and, and he's just kind of been stuck in Detroit his entire career. And I do feel bad for him, him because he's played for, what, two or three or four head coaches up there. He's got a new offensive coordinator, it seems, every year. And uh, since Calvin Johnson left, that team has really never looked the same on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, all that being said, they still got a long way to go. I, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, the tops of the league with uh, the Packers or Tom Brady and the Bucks, or uh, a lot's going to depend on if the, the Saints get Drew Brees back. I mean, that's a really big swing. If he doesn't return and they hand the ball over to Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston full-time, would love to see it to how those odds move uh, with Brees announcing a retirement or not. So give me the Rams on that list, I guess. I mean, uh, you're kind of just betting on Matthew Stafford at that point but crazier things have happened and if you know it's a copycat league why not another NFC team who makes a big move for an old and I don't mean that offensive at all just an older quarterback in the league at, at Matthew Stafford uh, and try to capture some of that magic that the Bra that the Bucks did with Tom Brady yeah that's not a bad play right there and Sean McVay is a good young coach as well I'm going to throw another one out there uh, the Seattle Seahawks at 10 to 1 uh, they had a good regular season. They stumbled in the postseason. Russell Wilson's reportedly not happy with some things going on in that organization. But as long as they can sort that out and not, again, not trade Russell Wilson, assuming he's going to be there, I take a look at the Seahawks at 10-1. to 1. I, I, Again, value here. I, I can't say that Tampa Bay won't get back there. I have a hard time seeing them repeating even with Tom Brady. It's so tough to repeat as Super Bowl champs, let alone conference champions, even though uh, the Chiefs did it this year. But at 4-1, to one, I don't like the odds there for the Buccaneers. A 5-1 to one with the Green Bay Packers. Look, the Packers go to NFC Championship games left and right with Aaron Rodgers. They've only won one, and that was a decade ago. So until they prove me wrong, I'm not betting on them. We have no idea what Drew Brees and the Saints are up to. Is Brees even going to come back? Doesn't look like he is. Uh, especially the way he renegotiated that contract. The Niners have quarterback issues unless they they get one of these guys that's out there that's a proven veteran. And then you get to the Seahawks at 10-1. to 1. I actually kind of like those odds for them. So I'll, I'll throw a little bit of, not necessarily that they're going to get there, but as far as the odds go, uh, I like that for a small play. You know, you go to Vegas, you put 10 bucks to win 100 on the Seahawks, uh, and you got something to cheer for uh, when the regular season kicks off. All right, John, let's go to the AFC. Uh, this one is, I, I think, a little bit... Uh, more settled, so to speak, because you've got the Chiefs at plus 250, so two and a half to one. Then you drop down to the Bills at five and a half to one, then the Ravens at six and a half to one. Then you go down to the Dolphins, and the, the Dolphins are 12 to one. The Browns are 15 to one, along with the Colts. And 
Some say the Colts might get Carson Wentz reuniting him with his old coordinator in Philadelphia, Frank Reich, who's now the head coach of the Colts the last few years. Uh, the Chargers at 15 to one, the Steelers at 15 to one. But it's really the odds makers, I think, see it as the Chiefs' conference to lose again. And if they do, you look at teams like the Bills and Ravens, who had good years uh, in 2020, and especially the Bills, an upstart team with Josh Allen at quarterback and, and uh, Diggs at wide receiver. So you, you look at this, and it's not quite as wide open as the NFC is. Definitely not, and Lord help me for what I'm about to say, but should we be looking at the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC next year? I mean, what a ridiculous statement for most of my life, but after this past season, it's starting to not sound so ridiculous. If you remember, it seems like a year ago now, but the Browns pushed these Kansas City Chiefs that just lost in the Super Bowl to the limit at their home field. I mean, it, it required a fourth down play from Chad Henney, uh, one of the gutsiest play calls you'll ever see by Andy Reid to get out of that game with a win and and yeah there was no Mahomes but he got knocked out but uh what what are the Browns away from you know competing for a, an AFC championship every year Baker Mayfield seems to be playing pretty good uh they didn't really have o Odell Beckham for most of this season if at all if I can remember correctly so they've got a lot to work with in Cleveland and they've got a draft coming up and they've got free agency so if they add one or two or three big pieces I mean there's going to be no hungrier fan base for a championship than the Cleveland Browns right so that team that front office probably has every resource available for them to go out and get uh, whoever they want be super aggressive because they think that they're on the doorstep of maybe getting back to a Super Bowl and that would be a huge accomplishment for them in its own right regardless if they win or not if they just get to a Super Bowl I think that's uh, an amazing season probably the best season the Browns have had since they came back to Cleveland definitely the best season the Browns have had since they came back to Cleveland so uh uh, 15 to one decent odds it's not like you're betting on a team that didn't make the playoffs or that didn't you know skunk uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first playoff game that they played so there's a lot to like there I'm not saying that you should bet the house on it or anything like that I, I don't think you want to have the conversation with your significant other that you just uh, mortgage the house on the Cleveland Browns however like Jason's saying a little bit of money you're in Vegas you're standing at the counter or you're looking at your phone trying to play an app uh, that could be something that uh, I would look at good good enough odds good enough team so I think let's see what they do in the offseason but you're going to want to lock that in before they make any big moves and those odds go down all right I'm going to go here John with the Buffalo Bills at five and a half to one I look at Josh Allen good young quarterback I actually really like Sean McDermott as a head coach I think he's probably the best coach in the NFL that nobody talks about being a really good coach and he is I mean Buffalo was down for a generation before he took over there he's really uh, got that franchise playing at a high level even if they did lose the AFC championship game this year that was a, a good season for the Bills so I'm gonna say the Bills take the next step this coming year especially in the, they have a division where yeah the Dolphins were a bit of a surprise we'll see what they do in the offseason uh, the Jets are the Jets they're they're building from square one and the Patriots Patriots aren't scaring anybody anymore without Tom Brady there, and who knows who they're going to play quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton was not the answer. Obviously, Belichick was not a believer in Jarrett Stidham, or he would have been on the field a lot more in 2020. So I'm going to say the Bills uh, get to the Super Bowl at 5.5-1. to one. Not the best odds there in the world, but still, I'm buying in, so I'll go 5.5-1. to one. I'll take that with the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's a fun one uh, for you, John. they got some Super Bowl possible matchups on the board. So let's look at some of these. I'll give you. I'll throw some out there. The Bucks and the versus the Chiefs. The rematch is fifteen to one. Packers Chiefs is twenty to one. A Rams Chiefs. There's your Rams. You said to you know take a look at them. They're twenty five to one. Uh, the Saints Chiefs are twenty seven to one. Niners Chiefs thirty to one. 
Uh, Bucks Bills thirty to one. Bucks Ravens thirty five to one. Uh, Packers versus the Bills thirty five to one. Now let's see if we got the Browns on the board here against anybody. We got Bucks Browns at seventy five to one. Uh, and let's see, we got Packers Browns at ninety five to one. And we have that looks like that's pretty much. Oh no, we got Saints Browns at a uh, hundred and twenty to one. And then here's your Super Bowl matchup, John. You got to jump on this right now. You've got the Rams and the Browns at 130 to 1. So you go ahead and you you, know, you want to put a, a hundred bucks on this, you would win thirteen thousand dollars U.S. dollars. So so what are you thinking about some of these, John? You, you you're gonna go run to Vegas and put the money down on the Rams and the Browns? Uh, excuse me. Let me call my banker real quick. I think I'm going to have to uh, make some transactions here. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what I was just talking about. Forget the seven to one odds uh, for the Rams and forget the 15 to one odds for the Browns. I think I'm going to be all over that. I think I have to be because that's exactly what I just described. So if that's the case, that's the type of money that I would, uh, uh, you know, consider messing around with and, and throwing a hundred dollars there to win 13,000. That would be a great start to my 2020. 22 uh, if we're in this position a year from now and I'm talking about uh, you know either the Rams or the Browns being Super Bowl champions and we're riding off into the sunset I love that bet I, I think I'm going to look deep and hard into that one uh, because of all the reasons I just said but yeah when you're looking at all of these uh, matchups it's so hard to, to get to a Super Bowl uh, twice in a row I believe they mentioned on the broadcast that the last time we had a back-to-back -back Super Bowl champion was 2003 or 2004 with the Patriots. So it's very difficult for teams to make it to a Super Bowl. I cannot underscore that uh, whatsoever. And it's it's difficult to keep up that level of play year in and year out. We've got the Chiefs in both years uh, of the last two years, and Tom Brady just can't stop making Super Bowls and winning them. So it's hard to count those out. But I think I am going to throw a long shot bet on that. I, I think that that has to be a play of mine uh, because that's exactly what I just described. So it's nice when uh, you, you find a, a line like that hiding deep into an odd sheet like Jason just did. So uh, mark my words, it is February 11th, 2021. A year from now, we'll check back in to see if I'm uh, you know, on Hawaii Island somewhere uh, <laughs> living in my private mansion because of the Browns-Rams Super Bowl. <laughs> My odds are not quite as good, but hey, 10 bucks to win 700 or 100 to win 7,000. The Seahawks and the Bills in Super Bowl 56 coming up a year from now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get the mansion by winning that one, but I'll, I'll certainly live well for a few months. If I throw 100 down to win 7 grand or a couple down, 100 down to win uh, 14 grand. Long shot, yes, but if you're talking about it, as John said here on February 11th, 2021, something to happen in early 2022, don't you got to throw some money on it, even if it is just 10 bucks or 20 bucks, just to have some fun and something to, to cheer for a long shot bet once the season rolls around. Well, that'll do it for uh, this edition of State Lines, recapping the Super Bowl. What a great win for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Looking ahead to some of the other fun lines in the National football league coming up for the 2021 season in weeks coming up we'll look at the ncaa tournament we're going to spray around to all fields lots to talk about with nfl free agency and how these odds are going to change uh where some of these quarterbacks are going to land we'll look at some nfl draft props it's it might be the off season for the national football league at least games wise but as i've told john before and i've told the listeners and i think if you really think about it many of you will agree uh, there's no true off season in the nfl they've mastered this you've got games in early february 
February with the Super Bowl. Uh, then I guess we get a couple down weeks here, but the league year starts up in early March. Then the drafts in late April. Then you've got mini camps. Then you've got training camp and preseason football. And then we got five and a half, six months of the National Football League actually games being played. So there's always something to talk about with the National Football League. That'll be among our off-season coverage topics here on State Lines, plus some of the other sports as well. He's John Spataro. I am Jason Gotch. Always great to join you here on the program, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. This show is for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.